Bibi Fahodie, welcome to the African Liberation Media Podcast. Media solely focused on the liberation and empowerment of African people. I'm your host, Gullah Jack, aka Russell Swilly. Let's get to it. Bibi Fahodie, this is the African Liberation Media. I'm sitting here with brothers Amos and Macaroo. I want to share with the listening audience thoughts from Pulitzer Prize winner Chris Hedges. The title of his book is America the Farewell Tour. He writes, the empire will limp along steadily losing influence until the dollar is dropped as the world's reserve currency, plunging the United States into a crippling depression and abyss and instantly forcing a massive contraction of the military machine. He also indicates that this particular void perhaps will be filled by a multipolar configuration carved up among Russia, China, India, Brazil, Turkey, South Africa, and a few other states. Or maybe the void will be filled, as historian Alfred W. McCoy writes in his book, The Shadows of the American Century, The Rise and Decline of U.S. Global Power. McCoy indicates that the U.S., by the time we reach 2030, and time is running out, will no longer exist as we know it. When revenues shrink or collapse, McCoy points out, empires become brittle. So delicate is their ecology of power that when things start to go truly wrong, empires regularly unravel with unholy speed. Just a year for Portugal, two years for the Soviet Union, eight years for France, 11 years for the Ottomans, 17 for Great Britain, and in all likelihood, just 27 years for the United States, counting from the crucial year of 2003 when the U.S. invaded Iraq. He writes, Many of the estimated 69 empires that have existed throughout history lack competent leadership in their decline. They ceded power to monstrosities such as Roman emperors Caligula and Nero or the imbecile narcissists like Trump. <laughs> but the sad thing about it, ladies and gentlemen and listening audience, is that you know, as Hedges indicates, this time, unlike the Mayans, there will be no new lands to migrate to, no new people to subjugate. The corporate forces that have us by our throats will take the whole planet with them. This is the African Liberation Media. Brothers, take it wherever you want to take it. And B.B. Fahodier, firstly, we want to start off with some news that we received earlier today, early this morning, about the transitioning of the great elder and scholar and 
naturopathic doctor, Dr. Laila O Africa. And uh, Dr. Africa was recently here in Charlotte uh, not too long ago. Uh, really had a lot of information that was beneficial to focusing on the health of specifically African people. And that's one thing that he was very clear about. He didn't do what he did for other races. He specifically focused on the health issues of black people, people in his own community. And uh, it's a very sad time for many of us who were students of his work and for those of us who did have the opportunity of knowing him and working with him, um, he is now uh, an ancestor. And I know that his family will be releasing a statement on his website um, concerning his transition. But I just want to take some time to acknowledge this great ancestor, which I know many people are uh, acknowledging him today. Uh, but his work will definitely, definitely live on and we will definitely continue to pay homage to him and to honor his works and continue on his legacy. Ashe, indeed. I first uh, encountered the brother back in the 1990s when I was attending uh, conferences uh, held by the Association for the Study of Classical African Civilizations. And uh, they would have these uh, plenary sessions where you would have, you know, speeches by people like Dr. Clark, John Henry Clark, and Asa Grant Hilliard, Joy Hardiman, and uh, Jacob Carruthers, and a lot of others. And then you would have, they would have these breakout sessions where you could choose to go to a workshop that may be conducted by a scholar in a specific area. And I attended a workshop that uh, Dr. Africa uh, conducted and um, the information that that uh, that he provided was just uh, you know it was extraordinary the types of things that we needed we need to do and you know a lot of his message I think is very relevant uh, to us today in the midst of this this virus COVID nineteen um, coronavirus a version of the SARS virus or whatever. Uh, a lot of a lot of the things that he taught us about boosting our immune systems is is critical, and you know I think it it would be a good idea to review a lot of what he said. But on his Facebook page, uh, they have a picture of him, and he said, "I lived seventy four black years." So you know that's uh, you know that would be a great statement to to have anybody say you know about you that you know you lived seventy four. 74 black years, uh, you know, be interesting to see exactly what causes demise. The 74 is, you know, relatively, uh, you know, not an extreme, extremely old age, uh, particularly for a nutritionist, but, you know, various things happen. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully the conspiracy theorists won't go berserk. But uh, anyway, uh, it was great. Uh, I know Brother almost bought him here. Uh, back when we were having the programs at Crossroads, and I believe the Comedic Science brought him here last year. So, well known, well spoken, valuable information that will be helpful for us right now. I right, say.
Uh, rest in power, brother. Uh, suffice it to say, given his contributions, that this transition is not a period, but a comma in many instances, elevating a, a scholar's life to high levels of significance. We can count to many of our scholars, activists, who were largely ignored when they were walking this planet. Sadly, in death, they have become some of the makers of the modern mind. Rest in power. Yeah. In the midst of everything that's going on right now with the coronavirus, as we stated last week, we will continue to do research and bring forth factual information in reference to what we feel are the origins of this coronavirus. A lot has happened or transpired since our last podcast um, in a lot of different, many directions. Um, one of the first things, um, and I want to let Bob Michael talk about this, is this focus of coronavirus possibly coming from white supremacists. <laughs> Well, the 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 group the people they identified I think would be the least level of white supremacists that we we should worry about in terms of their capacity to do damage. But then again, you never know because given the number of neo Nazis in the U.S. military, I mean it's not beyond the realm of possibility that they have a scientist, you know, working in Fort Detrick or somewhere who is a uh, neo Nazi. Uh, we know for a fact that Operation Paperclip, the United States government moved thousands of Third Reich Nazis into this country after World War II because they didn't want them to wind up in the hands of the Soviets. So they all, all of these guys that had been running uh, cruel experiments on uh, people in concentration camps, the most brutal murderers and committing the most heinous crimes that you can think of came in and went to work in places like NASA, uh, helped the United States in the uh, space race to, to get to the moon and did all kinds of other things, became, uh, you know, uh, famous doctors working in a lot of other things. And these were people who were just absolute murderers. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility. But in, as, as regards this particular story, uh, which uh, our contributor to Hero sent to us uh, from Yahoo, uh, pathological neo-Nazis would like to use COVID-19 as a bioweapon against black people, cause civil unrest, and incite a race war. Once infected themselves, so... This, this, this shows you what the, the level that they, they have to operate at. It's not like they can plant a weapon somewhere and, 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 and let it go off among people. Once infected among themselves, these Nazis will walk among us, spreading the virus via air and surfaces. So now we got to watch out for white folks with spray bottles. I don't know how many people have seen the YouTube, uh, not YouTube, uh, maybe it's on YouTube also. There's a Facebook video of a black guy in a supermarket, and he's looking in. He's opening one of the uh, freezer things, you know, where you might have uh, whipped cream or something, ice cream or something. And a, and, a, and a black kid walked up behind him with a spray bottle and sprayed water on the back of his uh, head. 
And the brother turned around, obviously, and sensed that he should have three-pieced him, but, uh, you know, it was just a, just a minor scuffle. But, you know, this gives people ideas. So federal investigators appear to be monitoring the white nationalist communications on Telegram, an encrypted messaging app that has become popular with neo-Nazis. In the conversations, the white supremacists suggested targeting law enforcement agencies and non-white people with attacks designed to affect them with the coronavirus. Violent extremists continue to make bioterrorism a popular topic among themselves, reads the intelligence brief by the Federal Protective Service. Never heard of it. They got so many agencies, it's absolutely amazing. It's one how, how any crime can, can take place in this country. Shows that it, obviously a lot of it is allowed. Uh, in the intelligence brief written by the Federal Protective Services, which covered the week of February 17th through 21st, said white racially motivated violent extremists have recently commented on the coronavirus, stating that it is an obligation to spread it should any of them contract the virus. So these guys would have to based on what they're saying here, have the virus themselves. And then they would walk out into a grocery store or mall or somewhere. And, you know, they would be using saliva or running nose or something and touching surfaces. And uh, they could also possibly have spray bottles, or, you know, uh, infected with the, the virus, spraying it into the air. Now, I did read a story earlier this week that said, um, that the virus can, if someone sneezes, it could stay in a room for up to three hours. So you wouldn't even, you might walk into a bathroom or something, not even notice somebody has sneezed or coughed in there and the virus is in the bathroom. Okay, so you can have on your gloves and everything unless you got a mask on that, you know, prevents those particles from entering your uh, nasal passages, then you, you know, are infected. It can live on items like plastic, stainless steel for two to three days. So when you're pumping gas, for example, if you're not wearing gloves, if somebody has pumped gas that is somehow infected, you know, maybe, I don't know if it comes out through uh, the pores of your skin or whatever, but, but, you know, for whatever reason, let's say the person just, just uh, wipe their nose, you know, because we're always touching our nose and our eyes. We are, we're always doing that. And so let's say the person touched their nose, they're pumping gas. The virus can live on a gas handle for up to three days. Think about that. Just think, just think about that. So, I mean, they have, they, they definitely have ways that they could do this. Uh, you know, obviously it's not, you know, uh, something institutionalized like, um, you know, perhaps how this virus may have been spread accidentally or intentionally. Uh, you know, we, we just don't know, you know, how, 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 how it could have been set off. But, but we do know that these people have the mentality. We know they have the mentality. We know they want to kill us. We know that uh, they would love to start a race war you know, in this society, this create massive unrest. You create massive unrest, you know, people start uh, uh, rebelling because there's not enough food or water, and then the National Guard or whoever, you know who they're going to target. 
right? We know who they're going to target. So, I mean, this this is this appears to be, uh, you know, their objective. Um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to put any uh, odds on what their effectiveness could be, but just the fact that they have this mentality, and just the fact that we know that there are neo Nazis in the U.S. military, so it, it stands the reason that they're in science labs and everywhere else. That uh, you know, we could uh, we could see something. Coincidentally, I was I've been watching this uh, series called Hunters. It's about this um, group of people that uh, were organized, and some of it's based on true events. They were organized to track down these Nazis that the United States government had brought into the country after World War II. And the objective of the neo-Nazis in this particular uh, uh, movie or series uh, by Jordan Peele, the, the get out man, Jordan Peele, they, they have, have a factory. They have a factory that produces food items. They, they, they produce ingredients that are put in the food. And, and one of the items that, uh, that they, they, they were going to plant this bioweapon into a uh, corn syrup and corn syrup is in about everything. Right? So, and and they said that they would they would try to target stores that service black people. They say this right right there. So it just coincidentally that is a coincidence to me that they that uh, that this stuff you know is all coming out at the same time. But you know, like they always say, what art imitates life, right? <laughs> and so these federal documents are they saying that these neo Nazis are? The originators of this virus, or are they just saying that now that the virus is here, they're going to use it as a weapon? They're going they're going to use it as a weapon. And there's nothing in the document that said anything about their capacity to produce it, or that they have a reservoir of it, or anything like that. I mean, if they're talking about saying, well, you know, if you get it, you know, don't go to the hospital, walk out and try to infect black people. I mean, you know, that's like you know, a pretty low level of. Uh, of, of, of carrying out, you know, um, so you're going to be a human bioweapon. Okay, now they, they did this already to the, to the indigenous people, right? 56 million. So, I mean, their bodies have been used as bioweapons before, so it's not beyond the realm of possibility. I, I don't see these people as really having the suicide bomber mentality, but, you know, who knows? Well, <laughs> brothers, I heard you talk. Um, I think this is a Time for me to segue and talk about the various uses of you know Nazi uh, provocateurs, Nazi agents that have historically been used by the United States government. You mentioned the fact that uh, uh, they were significant in terms of the um, uh, space exploration program. Uh, you talked about some of the heinous doctors and scientists um, and Nazi SS personnel people that include uh, Klaus Barbie, mm -hmm. uh, Joseph Mangula, right. and just to name a few mm -hmm. that uh, Zionists clearly hunted down in places like South America, faraway places. and um, They found Eichmann hiding down in Argentina somewhere. Yeah, yeah case in point, you know, but... <laughs> You know, just this uh, capitalist mentality of also um, incorporating many of these ex-Nazis to break up unions. They were significant in 
the breakup of uh, progressive movements, of course, we recognize that it's the aim of the capitalist economy, unfettered capitalism, to, ru- to, to reduce the wage scale to zero. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, indicative once again of um, uh, what type of people are produced uh, in this system and uh, the, what personnel uh, recruited you know, at the ruling class of the white supremacist dynamic, the lengths that they will go to in order to, um, to bolster their profit uh, motives. And, uh, you know, I guess another uh, evidence of uh, Nazi influence even to this day is uh, even after World War II, they took Wehrmacht, German, um, what do we call it, the model, for lack of a better, manuals is the perfect word for it, to use it in the crafting of the propaganda machine used here in the West United States in particular. There's so much bombardment of information that you don't don't know, like in Alice in Wonderland, do cats eat bats or do bats eat cats? (laughs) <laughs> and there's just a tremendous level of in, of uh, confusion out there. It's like, yeah. it's like what Ill Rage <laughs> told us, you know, the lies that have been told to cover up the other lies with more lies have grown so high that you've forgotten the original lie when people ran down those lines and people are confused and you are conducting your daily business, you know, whether you're working or whether you're taking care of your kids, your wives, your children, and so forth. And, you don't have time to sort it all off, so people just typically go with the uh, dominant ideology, the prevailing notion of the conventional wisdom that we see on mainstream television, which is a lie, and you know people have a difficult time discerning it. And, and that's where we are now. Yeah, you know, the thing of it is that uh, you know, when, when we hear about these groups, you know, it's, it's, they, they get a lot of our attention, you know, because of the Dylan Roofs of, of the world, right? Because of the dynamite Bob Chamless and Byron Dela Beckwith and so forth and so on. But it's institutionalized white supremacy that's, that's been our major problem in the United States, right? You know, particularly in the form of, you know, people like J. Edgar Hoover. But I, I'm just going to read what they, what they said. The Federal Protective Service, part of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, is a law enforcement agency responsible for protecting buildings owned or leased by the federal government. The intelligence brief marked for official use only, so I don't know how Yahoo got it, but noted that the white supremacist noted the white supremacists suggested targeting law enforcement and minority communities with some mention of public places in general. According to the document, the extremists discussed a number of methods for coronavirus attacks, such as spending time in public with perceived enemies, leaving saliva on door handles at local FBI offices, spitting on elevator buttons and spreading coronavirus germs in non-white neighborhoods. The February document appears to show that at least some white nationalists were already taking the threat of coronavirus seriously at the time when some in the government were downplaying the threat. So, uh, so you know, so these are the kinds of things. I mean, just, just think about all of the things that you touch, you know, beyond, you know, when, when, you, leave, when you leave your home, all of the things that you touch. And think about the fact that these viruses can last on these surfaces for days. So, I mean, they could do some damage. There's, there's no question about that. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I remember when I read Black Power by uh, Kwame Ture and uh, Charles V. Hamilton. And 
you know, our focus had always been on, like, the Ku Klux Klan. I remember my mother. My mother was in the NAACP for a period of time. She went to hear Robert Williams, the great Robert Williams from Monroe, North Carolina, speak right here in Charlotte at the Grady Cole Center, the NAACP uh, meeting. And she came in, and she was talking about Robert Williams. Man, that's, that's a brave brother. He's talking about Klan-infested Monroe. <laughs> Clan infested Monroe. So our mentality was Clan, Clan, Clan. One of the things that that uh, Kwame Ture and Charles Hamilton did in the book Black Power: The Politics of Liberation, they said racism. They use the term racism. We say white supremacy now is individual and it's institutional. See, we hadn't really focused on the institutional aspects of it because you know the our emotions get caught up when the 16th Street Baptist Church blows up. Right, you know that that gears our emotions towards the Klan. It doesn't gear our emotions towards the FBI, who did nothing about it. And so that's where the, the our focus has has to be. But it just reminds us of what Paul Robeson said: the for us, the battlefront is everywhere. There are no sheltered rears. And I think right now, with me, I'm sort of usually I can sort of clearly see and define where a lot of things are coming from. But this coronavirus has really been really hard to figure out. I think it, right now a lot of people are reacting to um, coronavirus, and you see it around the world. I mean, you have certain countries like Iran and China saying that it came from the U.S. You know, you have countries like Russia saying that it came from the United Kingdom. One thing we know for sure is that this is a man-made virus. Um, now, whether this is a virus that was intentionally released or released by accident, we don't have enough evidence yet to say either or. But some of my bigger questions are around, number one, the motive as to why this is being done. A lot of people are saying that this could be the deep state, Others are saying that this has a background related to the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation because of uh, wanting to take a vaccine. And then we have these reports like this with the neo-Nazis where you have people who see a condition taking place and they start to think about how they can capitalize off of the current event, um, which in their case is, is brilliant. Um, what they're doing is utilizing this situation to attack their enemies. And see, this is the mindset that African people have to have. We have to utilize the situation when they come instead of worrying about what we can't control, which is why the deep state did this or why, uh, you know, maybe the, the, the world is going to war right here in our communities. How can we use the current news and the current situation to make us stronger? And that could be twofold. That could be twofold by having information that will protect us, or also how can we utilize the current climate and environment to benefit our communities? Now, going back to the questions that I talked about in regards to the motive, Let's say this is the deep state. Let's say the CIA 
um, was working or has been working to create these bioweapons. And let's say that they put this out there intentionally. What is the ultimate goal you feel, Gullah Jack or Baba Mockery, what's the ultimate goal of an institution or an organization like this putting out a bioweapon that is for at first attacked China, but now it's across the whole world? What's the ultimate goal of that? You know, I, I tell you what, it's, 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 you know, I understand exactly where you're coming from because I, I, know, I know that you are a critical thinker. You know, you, you, you balance your emotions with rational thought, and that's what all of us should be, uh, particularly in times like this. You just can't go flying off the handle, but every time somebody pops up with, oh, man, this was 5G, you know, you know they released the 5G in Wuhan and blank, blank, blank. And when I, we, you know, we have to be holistic thinkers, and we have to consider all of the information that's available to us, and we don't know how much of this information is accurate or how much isn't. Um, you know, I got this, uh, it's this thing called world ometer It says, uh, there current, there were, there have been 335,403 coronavirus cases. This is, they, it was last updated on March 22nd. And, uh, there have been 14,611 deaths, uh, 97,630 Six have uh, recovered. So you know that's a, that's a significant amount of people that recovered. You know some of there there are two hundred twenty three thousand one fifty six that are still active, uh, for example. And so you know when I think of a bioweapon, I mean just in just the way I think based on white supremacy, I think about something that specifically targets a group of people. Right, like medical apartheid, like the Tuskegee experiment, or General Amherst, uh, the Europeans that came here with their germ-laden bodies, whether it was their intention or not, they specifically targeted indigenous people because indigenous people had no natural defenses. One of the reasons why they went to get us because we had been you know, involved with Europeans for thousands of years. And, you know, one way or another, we didn't have those same uh, medical vulnerabilities as, as the indigenous people. So it's really difficult. It's difficult. It's a difficult challenge to try to say, you know, what may have been their objective. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, man, these, these guys are so diabolical. I mean, it's, it's 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 hard to think like a like a person, people who are just so diabolical and you know just so fiendish. It's it's hard to to get inside their minds and think. Well, you know, what would they try to accomplish by something uh, that that they can't control? They you know that that they can't control. So the vaccine thing, if they could find a way to force everybody to take this vaccine, charge a bunch of money for it and whatnot, I mean, you know, that you know, that 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 could be plausible. Um at the same time, uh the economic impacts of this have not yet fully been felt. 
you know, this this, uh, you know, you you read reports and, and you get you getting reports from all kinds of uh, economists from everywhere. The top economists in the world, they none of them really can get can totally agree on everything that will happen. But all of them use one word bad. Some say it will be much, much deeper than the uh, recession that struck uh, after uh, the. Uh, collapse of Lehman Brothers in September of 2008, it would be much worse than that. We see that the Fed, uh, here we go with socialism for the rich, is pumping a trillion dollars a day into banks. Okay, now we know that there is a bill that's being discussed in Congress. Will the bill actually go to the people, will the money go to the people who actually need it? So, I mean, you know, so you, 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 you do something and you can't control it. You can't you, you, you can neither control who's infected by it, nor can you control the economic repercussions, you know, which which could be devastating. But, you know, when you have when you have a uh, federal reserve system where you have a private corporation controlling the national treasury of a country then you know you can bet you can rest assured that the oligarchs are not going to take it on the chin so i don't i don't know almost it's 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 it's, it's, it's real difficult i mean it's <laughs> to try to to try to to try to understand exactly i mean i could see it if like okay if it was you know like we were talking about the other week like that uh the genetic specific weapon that they were that they were working on. If if it like just took out, you know, a million people in China, well, you know, that would be perhaps that would be too easy. I don't know. For I mean, everybody would the contradictions it would be so clear everybody could see that. But you know, now Italy has more deaths than China, and Italy doesn't have enough ventilators, so they when they have to choose between letting an old person die or a young person live. Triage. Which, you I mean, know, which, go, go ahead. Go you, ahead know, you know, brother, what comes to mind is uh, I'm thinking about Omar Walla. He told us of all of our studies, history is best qualified to reward all research. And we know uh, historically the European has always used crisis as a pretext to institute totalitarian measures. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a plausible uh, Dis- Russia, disaster capitalism. Oh, okay, disaster capitalism. You know, and perhaps, you know, just when you study the prison industrial system, you know, perhaps this is a harbinger of what the oligarchs have for all of us, you know, to reduce the uh, wage scale to zero. You know, you got this company, uh, Corecraft, in New York, they're making hand sanitizers. Uh, they are paid 65 cent an hour. And, and where I'm going with that, prisoners are making it. Prisoners are making it. Right. Prisoners are making mm-hmm. it. I saw uh, Governor Cuomo advertising this. Okay. Uh, so now, if there was a sign that went up tomorrow that says the coast is clear, reapply for jobs, you know, you could basically hire people for little or nothing. You know, it would have an impact in terms of people's willingness to work for uh, starvation wages without any benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, the desperation has reached that point. You know, we don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. But, you know, it's uh, if you talk about a, um, an economic boom, clearly 
uh, worker insecurity is one of the variables and the factors that people use as it relates to, um, you know, not only corporate malfeasance, but corporate boom. Yeah, and, you know, and you know, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but, but they had already done a report just last week that said that, that 44% of the jobs in the United States could be classified as low-wage jobs already. Mm-hmm. And so now you're talking about something that's going to drive the wages down even further. They're going to say, oh, we gotta, we're going to eliminate the minimum wage law. I mean, because, you see, they, they, because what, what happens when you create a crisis like this? And like you said, with the, the laws they already have on the books— you know, the National Defense Authorization Act and these things. Uh, and, you know, a couple of years ago, it was a 2018, a bipartisan a group of senators tried to tried to remove even some of the protections that were in the uh, act that Obama signed in 2012 that allows for indefinite detention without due process. You sent me an article about this today. And so and so what happens is now with the with with the fascist type of uh, laws in place, or let's say they declare martial law, people don't have, you, you go on the street to protest and you get gunned down. Okay? So, I mean, go ahead, brother. I know you wanted to say something. Well, well you know, well, I got Alma Wally on my mind. You know, he told us, he said, you are naive. You know, we live in a society that is just as capable of building concentration camps and gas ovens as Hitler society was. You know, we don't learn to read between the lines. This is Alma Wally talking. I'm paraphrasing it. Well, then you'll be in one of those ovens before you realize it's hot. Mm. He told us this, you know, 50, 60 years ago. You know, we have drifted there, so it seems. Uh, but I, I believe I heard on um, one of the uh, underground information sources that China or the Chinese have have begun going back to work now. So uh, apparently, you know, from this. I know they haven't had any active cases, any new cases in the last couple of days. Well, I think, I guess more so what I'm saying here is that if the deep state put this out, you know, originally I said that if this was the United States government, that they did it to undermine the Chinese economy uh, because they have been in you know trade wars with China for over three to four years, and that um, they wanted to inflict this on the economy and then and then you know force American companies to pull out of China. And then I also said that if this was you know Bill Gates, then it could possibly be him and other elite people like him working on a depopulation plan where they create fear around the world based around a virus, they create a vaccine, and then they utilize a vaccine to then possibly sterilize people or kill people around the planet. But looking at this now and how this thing has spread and other evidence that has come out, you know, you have people like, shout out to the brother uh, T. West, Afrocentergy News, who put out the information about uh, Fort Detrick being closed, which was the fort in Maryland, uh, the lab, the bio lab, excuse me, in Maryland military bio lab that was closed last August because of contamination. This is where they actually create, this is where they actually create, actively create pathogens or work on pathogens to kill people. 
and they shut this lab down. And right after this lab is shut down, you have these outbreaks of coronavirus going from Hawaii to uh, the, the military possibly taking it to Wuhan. But we know with the evidence that we have that this, this disease did not originate in China. My question, like I said, now is that was this intentionally done or was this accidentally leaked from a bio lab um, and now it's spread to the point where they can't control what they've created? We know that it was created. We know that it was created, but is this something that was nefariously done or is this something that was an accident and then on top of that from this happening you have you know trump pointing the finger at china china pointing the finger at the u.s iran pointing the finger at the u.s and it seems to me as though and this could be another reason why maybe the deep state did do this and it cannot be an accident is maybe they want to create the climate for the possibility of all these countries going to war or starting a war, which could also be related to, we know even when we look at World War II and World War I, Africa is always in the middle of the reasoning behind a lot of these wars. It's really for the battle and control of the African continent. And right now, that is a place where the U.S. is losing a lot of leverage. Europe, outside of France, has also lost a lot of leverage on the African continent. We know the French still have a lot of control over uh, the West African countries because of that post-colonialism pact that they signed in order to continue on colonialism, the pact for the continuation of colonialism. But outside of France, the UK, Germany, Belgium, a lot of these other countries have lost a lot of their power that they used to have on the continent of Africa uh, during colonial times. So with China gaining all this leverage, could this have been a play by the deep state to start this type of chaos that would then spark a war between Iran, China, Russia, United States, and then you have other players like France and the UK, which could be a World War Three. Well, everything you mentioned is plausible, and based on what you're saying, uh, white supremacy being on its deathbed, you know, or struggling, limping along, that's the time when white supremacy is most vicious and heinous. So, you know. I mean, it's just really hard to, I mean, right now this is this is ongoing and it's really hard to really know, you know, how much of this is Israel, how much of this is elite uh, global billionaires, how much of this is the United States government. Does Donald Trump know? Is he in on this deep state plan? Is he capable of concealing a plan with his unpredictability. He he demonstrated that. 
uh, knowing about the potentiality of this virus um, as early as, germ- as, as January, uh, culturally inept, intellectually lazy, historically. He was warned. He was warned, but, you know, he didn't want to take the time to read the intelligence briefings. You know, at least when you had a, a, a dimwit like Bush, he had a mammy, <laughs> Condoleezza Rice, who would digest <laughs> the intelligence material in bite sizes for him to ingest it. Well, I saw the press conference where Trump was talking about the malaria medication. Oh, God. And he came out and he said this could be a game changer for the coronavirus's effectiveness in the United States. And immediately, Dr. Anthony Fauci came up behind Trump and dismissed what he was saying. And that, to me, struck me as someone who was trying to deliberately keep the fear in the people about this virus. Anthony Fauci definitely looked to be connected to the deep state. And by him throwing the cold water on that statement, the way that he did, it was almost as if, because I've also heard him say that this could last up to 18 months. So every, every interview I've seen Anthony Fauci participate in, it has been an interview where he is, he is promoting the idea that the dangers of this virus, he wants to put the fear in the people. Is it best for him to give us the worst case scenario? I mean, some people would say as a doctor in his position that that might be the case. Okay. But at the same time, just for me being able to sort of read people and their personality, Okay. he seems as though it's a script. It's a script that he's being told to act. So you can't trust either one of them, Trump or this doctor. And see, I don't know if Trump, I know that Trump was capable of assassinating General Soleimani. He's capable of lying. He's capable of lying. And he's also capable of making statements against people who he's internally at war with. Yeah, and, and he So for he, him to say, you know, like you said, he's always said it, but for him to say, you know, the deep state at a time like this in the coronavirus crisis, then that has to make you think, okay, how much of this is the CIA involved in? How much of this is the deep state involved in? Let me just read this. Um, since you brought up the Fort Dietrich thing, just to give people uh, some understanding, uh, this is a this is a uh, petition for information about Fort Detrick. And this, uh, the person that created the petition, petition said, a series of conspicuous events. July, 20, July 2019, the top secret U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases at Fort Detrick was closed. August 20th, a large-scale influenza killed more than 10,000 people. Influenza in August? Didn't I, I didn't hear, hear anything about that. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm just reading this. So anybody listening, go, go do the research. Look, everything that we say, you know, double-check, cross-check, cross-reference, everything, uh, just don't accept anything that anybody says. You know, always research. So uh, then on 10... 2019, the United States 
organized Event 201, a global pandemic exercise with the participation of the Deputy Director of the CIA. 11, 12, uh, November 2019, pneumonia of undetermined origin found in China. Now, that was in November. February 2020, the epidemic worldwide is, it breaks out. Uh, March 2020, a large number of English newspapers report about the close of Fort Detrick were deleted. Now we have reason to ask the U.S. government to publish the real reason for the close of Fort Detrick to classify whether the laboratory is the research unit for the new corona uh, COVID-19 and whether there is a virus leak. So, I mean, that's a series of events. Now, what this article says is that the, um, who is it? The Secretary of the Army, let me get back up to the top here. Um, the Secretary of the Army visited Fort Detrick on Thursday. That was just past Thursday, just a few days ago, to learn more about the work being done there to uh, combat uh, COVID-19. Uh, in a biosafety level three laboratory, a scientist with the U.S. Army uh, is, is, is working on samples, officially called SARS-CoV-2. And uh, they're saying here that, uh, I read it, if I can find it again. Basically, what they're saying is that, is that they don't even have, they don't, didn't have these uh, SARS or coronaviruses classified in, in the same level as they had uh, Ebola. You see, SARS-CoV-2 is not a select agent which falls under the federal select agent program overseen by the CDC. Let me repeat that. SARS-CoV-2 is not a select agent which falls under the federal select agent program overseen by the CDC, Tally said, which means it does not fall under the same restrictions as other pathogens such as Ebola, which is a select agent. OK, so this is a virus that they, they really weren't even, you know, monitoring with that high, the highest level of security. And they've been on the record stating that they want to create a virus more deadlier than the flu, mm. than MERS and SARS. Why would you want to create a virus more deadly? Well, their explanation would be so that we can prepare vaccines and be prepared for pandemics. But. This is not something that's natural. So you're not trying to prepare a vaccine for something that can naturally come out of nature. You're trying to create a man-made, or you're in the process, or in the lab, actually, this is what they're actually doing. Because it got halted in 2014, and then it was banned, and then they lifted the ban in 2017, which allowed them to continue doing this, creating these viruses, and these pathogens inside of laboratories, inside of bio labs. They have bio labs that contain many diseases from smallpox to influenza to SARS to Ebola, HIV. All these different diseases are in these labs. And you have people who have the ability. We don't know how secure these labs are. It, firstly, we don't even know why anyone would want to create a lab that will contain these type of diseases. But we know why the European will want to do that because they would want to use it as a bioweapon. I think you hit it, brother, nefarious reasons that have gotten out of their control. 
You know, now, you know, granted, it has been stated by Dr. Kissinger years ago that the depopulation of the world has to be of the highest priority of the State Department. Yeah, and they depopulating the world by killing old old white people. I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's 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 you know, the whole thing is 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 really uh, is really something. Um, you know, there's an article on the on the Guardian that that talks about the four levels, you know, of this particular virus, and the most serious level is uh, when it when it when it produces a type of pneumonia. And this generally affects people with compromised immune systems or people who are even younger people who are compromising their immune systems, for example, you know, by smoking a cigarette, smoking cigarettes, doing 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 other other types of things. But uh, that's where that's where most of the deaths occur. Uh, And they said in Wuhan, only six percent of the people, you know, reach that reach that reach that particular level. But uh, I'm just going to read, you know, what happens uh, when people with COVID-19 develop a cough and fever, Wilson says, this is the doctor they're interviewing, this is the result of the infection re- reaching the respiratory tree, the air passages that conduct air between the lungs and outside. The lining of the respiratory tree becomes injured, causing inflammation. This, in turn, irritates the nerves in the lining of the airway. You know, a, just a, a speck of dust can stimulate a cough. But if this get worse, if it gets worse, it goes past the lining and goes to the gas exchange units. That's where uh, carbon uh, uh, dioxide and oxygen are exchanged, which is at the end of the air passages. If they become affected, they re- they respond by pouring out inflammatory material into the air sacs that are at the bottom of the lungs. If the air sacs become inflamed, this causes an outpouring of infl- inflammatory. Uh, material, fluid, and inflammatory cells into the lungs, and we end up with pneumonia. He says the lungs may become filled with inflammatory, lungs that become filled with inflammatory material are unable to get enough oxygen into the bloodstream, reduces the body's ability to take on oxygen and get rid of carbon dioxide. And this is usually the cause of death with severe pneumonia. Okay. So what, you know, so what if this is like Dr. Jekyll, right? I mean, they have, what they have created is a monster. They have they they have created a, as a monster, and may, the, maybe the hope was like you know uh, economic collapse of China or whatever. Maybe that was the hopes or whatnot. But now you know you know whether this thing leaked out of Fort Detrick, some of the soldiers you know spread it around the world and whatnot. I mean, man, look whatever whatever <laughs> the origin of right now, they've created a monster. They've absolutely created a monster. And so and so it becomes very important. Once again, none of us here are doctors. But you can do your own research about the types of things you need to do to boost your immune system. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, the doctors were saying in China, and there's, there's no proof. I mean, this is anecdotal. There's no proof that this works on everybody. But there are people who were given vitamin C intravenously. One of the things that vitamin C does is it releases hydrogen peroxide. And it's been proven, the hydrogen peroxide that it releases has been proven to kill cancer cells in the body. Okay? And so, you know, you can't take vitamin C intravenously. And there, there's some reports that say too much of it may, may cause some type of cellular damage or whatever. 
but basically there's no harm in taking the levels you would get you know from a from a supplement or you know orange juice or whatever you know I mean you may not want the sugar and orange juice but you can take a supplement or whatever I'm not saying do this I'm saying do the research for yourself we know that hydro, you, you know, we put hydrogen peroxide on surfaces. We know hydrogen peroxide kills germs. We know that. Will it kill this virus within the, the system? In some cases in China, they've said that it has worked with people that had compromised immune systems, people with heart disease, uh, diabetes, and things like that. So it's incumbent upon us that we be very careful about the surfaces that we touch, about not touching our, you know, our mouths, our noses, our eyes, and, you know, you know, being, you know, in large crowds where, you know, you, you know, people may be coughing or sneezing, doing things to boost your immune system, you know, staying positive, uh, get out in the sun and get vitamin, get, you know, because it's warming up, you can get vitamin D, which which, you know, which helps us, you know, in, in, in a number of ways. So, I mean, but re, do your own research, you know, just don't go running out doing things. And, uh, you know, we got to stay positive because at the end of the day, we still got a struggle for liberation we got to wage. And one of the things I wanted to touch on, too, was everybody's been asking me personally about martial law. Where is it going to go? When are they going to shut us down? When are we going to be forced to stay in the house? Are we going to be quarantined? There been a lot of videos going around on social media of the National Guard in D.C. and FedEx Field and the National Guard being deployed in other places around the country, almost as if they're setting up for this announcement to take place. Now, there was a report where the DOJ is trying to get Congress to temporarily suspend some constitutional rights which would allow them to arrest and detain you indefinitely mm -hmm. because of the coronavirus. Yeah, rid of habeas corpus. So when you do see that coming, then you know that you have to be prepared. One of the things that, and it, this was probably something that I sent to uh, some people uh, probably a little over a month ago, I said this coronavirus could trigger a race war. And now you had the reports of the neo-Nazis and the things that they're planning, were planning to do with the virus. So when I sent it out, a lot of people originally, you know, responded, you know, how or it didn't seem plausible. But as these events start to unfold, you see how society is shaping up now. It's very plausible. I was in a few gun stores this week and mostly everything is being bought up. People are in these stores. Some stores are limiting people to buying two boxes of ammunition. I went to three or four stores, and they were all sold out of buckshots. And I know someone else who went to an academy store because they said that the uh, gun truck was supposed to come on a specific day. They got there early in the morning before the store even opened. And the lady comes out of the store and says, because when he got there, it was a line of at least 50 people waiting outside. Hmm. The lady says, uh... Uh, everybody calm down, the, the ammunition truck, this guy here. So she already knew why the people were waiting outside of the store. They were prepared to come in. And Academy is not just a gun store. It's a outdoor sports store. So they sell, it's like a dick sporting goods, if anybody's familiar with that. Mm -hmm. um, so this is something that you have to keep in mind. White people are buying bullets. They're buying guns. And we buying toilet paper. 
We have to. We have to stay serious. And, and like I said earlier, we talk about some of the things that we wonder about that we can't control. But on a more serious note, the things that we can control, protecting our families, protecting ourselves, boosting our immune system, these are the things that we have to be prepared for. And don't sleep and think that people won't use these times, especially when there's a curfew put in place and things are to go haywire to just have a reason to try to kill black people. Exactly. This has been the African Liberation Media Podcast. You can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can also view our content on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Abibi Fahodier. Abibi Fahodier. If not now, when? I'm just going to tell you, it's very simple to be healthy. A rat can be healthy in this country. If you put a pile of whole wheat here and bleach white flour here, a rat will crawl over the bleach white flour and eat the whole wheat flour. A stupid rat will. And you can do the same thing. Just be stupid for a minute. If it's white, don't trust it. If it's white, don't trust it. Now let me be a little more scientific. Bleach white flour is not a food. Crystallized sugar is white, is not a food. Salt is not a food. Three white things. If it doesn't smell like something, it ain't nothing. It's very simple. A potato and a tomato do not go together. They are not together even in nature. You do not find a potato and the tomato growing in the ground together. So they don't go together. And when you put them together, you're violating a law of nature. So you're going to pay for it. That's what I'm trying to say. It's very simple. Things that belong together are together. Nature puts them that way. The body is whole. It digests whole things in a natural state. 